it's, it's great to be here with you. Um, happy New Year to you. Almost Happy New Year. So, but uh, thank you for being present uh, here. And not only that, but thank you for being a part of Trinity Church. Um, we, we, we don't take that lightly. Uh, your giving, your time, your involvement um, matters. Uh, people's lives are being changed and impacted because uh, you are a part of this church. Whether you've been here a long time or whether you have been here a short time, we value who you are, we value um, your contribution. And we pray that uh, in some way this year, you will begin, uh, if you're not, if you haven't already taken your next step, whatever your next step is, we pray you would take that next step. If you've not been baptized, we pray you would take that next step. If you're here today and you've not, say, you've not begun a relationship with Jesus, we pray you would take that next step. If you're not involved in community, we pray you would take that next step. Um, if it's talking to a neighbor or praying for your neighborhood, we pray that you would take your next step. Or finding out, like, man, I, I, I want to know a little bit more uh, of who I am in terms of my identity in Christ. Take that next step. Our prayer, our prayer for you, my prayer for me, is whatever my next step is, whatever your next step is, we would simply take it and we would take that next step together. So this past, um, in, in the month of December, we've been talking about mission, as Katie mentioned. We talked about uh, that God from the very beginning has always wanted to bless the world. And uh, we used the example of Abraham. God blessed Abraham and said, Abraham, I am blessing you so that you might bless uh, the world. And the ultimate blessing that we can give the world is not our money, it's not our intelligence, even though all of those things are fine. The, the biggest blessing we can give the world is Jesus. Uh, that's, the, that's the blessing, ultimate blessing that God wants us to give the world. And we said that, that man, Jesus, uh, he died and rose again, but yet we found the disciples actually behind closed doors. They were locked, and they were locked behind closed doors, and they were afraid. And ultimately, Jesus, meet, uh, he met them behind the closed doors, and he meets us behind our doors as well. And he, and he reminds them, and he reaffirms the mission, and he reaffirms who he is, and he empowers them. He breathed, he breathed on them and gave them power to go out into the world to share the good news. And then Pastor Jack talked about this whole idea, the coming uh, ice, spiritual ice age, and that uh, these, uh, the big box that we worship in is fine. But I think the best way, the most effective way we can bless the world is being in, um, entrenched and involved in our communities and those places where we frequent. And so we show up as the as gospel, um, we show up as the gospel, not only speaking the gospel, but actually being the gospel in your neighborhoods. Someone is uh, uh, hurt or someone is pregnant in your neighborhood, you have an opportunity to be uh, a kingdom presence for them. If someone is sick in your neighborhood, you have an opportunity to be a kingdom presence there. Same thing at work. You have an opportunity. You and I have an opportunity to actually be a kingdom presence in the world for us to bless the world. Now, when, we, uh, when people um, see how we're living, they're going to ask questions. And they're going to ask all kinds of questions. 
and we should be armed or tooled with um, the ability to be able to answer those questions. Now, one of, the, one of the things that we talked about early on is that one of the reasons we may not share the good news as frequently as we would like or as we should is because of fear. And uh, I'm afraid that I might say the wrong thing or I'm afraid that I don't know something. Well, that, that is a very, very uh, honest and authentic answer. So one of the things I want to try to do today is to, is to give you a tool and to, to help all of us to understand the big story of the gospel. The big story of the gospel, in other words, that you and I are armed with the ability to be able to give a sweeping kind of narrative, like this is, why, this is what we believe and this is why we believe it. So this is going to be highly, highly participatory. Uh, I'm going to ask, uh, you know, some kids to come up and help me probably some adults to come up and help me as well. Uh, but adults, you got to play nice. Got to play nice, all right? Um, so, so, so when we look around, and we look around and we see our world, I think we would admit that our world is broken and marred and messed up. We look around and we see the violence in our world. And not only do we see the violence in our world, we see wars and rumors of wars, and we see sexism and racism, and we see all kinds of things that, that, it, that has broken our world. We see divorce, and we see abuse. We see literally all kinds of things. And deep down inside, when you're lying in your bed, when I'm lying in my bed, when I'm watching the news, there's something inside of us that says, I wish it was better. I wish it was different. I'd be gl I'll, I'll be glad when the wars end. I'll be glad when all of this ends and that there is a level of peace. Well, the reason why you and I have that ache, that desire inside of us, is because there once was a world that did not have any of those things. So if you have a copy of your notes, so I'm in your notes now, so I'm going um, to need four... I'm going to need four kids right now. If you can come up, four, uh, three kids, three kids, three kids. All right, just, all right. All right, y'all can come on up. All right, come on. Emily. All right, so we, we I knew this was going to happen. Like, like I call for kids and we get more than we need. All right, come on, you can come up. Uh, let me have one other, one other kid. Okay, come over here. Emily, I like those shoes, girl. You are stylish. All right, one more kid, one more kid. Okay, one more. All right. All right, we can, we can have five. Okay. <laughs> All right, so I'm in your notes. Come here, y'all can come over here. Come over right over here. Everybody want to be stars right now, right? Okay. Oh, you okay? Okay, all right. Okay. We, we're not going to, we're going to leave you right here, okay? So nobody's going to mess with you. All right, come on right here. All right, so, so the world from the very beginning, in your notes, was designed for good. Everybody say designed for good. All right, so. Designed for good. 
All right, so I'm going to have you hold that plant because it's yellow like your jacket. And I'm going to have you hold this plant because you have like a little green in yours. All right, and then I'm going to have the two of you, I'm going to have the two of you, I'm going to have you hold hands. Kind of hold hands like this and look at each other. All right? And then I'm going to have you do your hands like this, like you're praying to God. All right? If you can bow your head, pray to God. All right? Okay. So, so the world was designed for good. And we see this in, just hold your positions. I know I'm asking an awful lot for kids. Little man here is like really praying, I think. <laughs> All right, so, so Genesis chapter 1, to show you that the world was designed for good. This is Genesis chapter 1, verses 27 and 28. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And then verse 31 God says, and God saw everything that he made, and behold, it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning the sixth day. And then verse, uh, verse two, verse eight, uh, chapter 2, verse 18, then the Lord God said, it is not good for man to be alone. I will make him, make him a helper fit for him. So here we have God creates the world, and he creates the world for good. So you have a person who is Adam, Adam and Eve, they are connected to God. They have a relationship with God, an unhindered relationship with God. The world was designed for good. You have Adam and Eve, harmony in their relationships with one another. Okay, this is both, these are two girls, but you know what I'm talking about, all right? So Adam and Eve, they have harmony between each other. The world in which God created, it was beautiful and it was vibrant. And this was the design that God gave us. God designed the world for good. Everybody say that with me. God designed the world for good. He designed the world for good. There is no disharmony. There is no brokenness. There is no violence. There is no war because God designed the world for good. Just keep, stay in your positions, all right? So we have to ask the question, what happened? Not only so God designed the world for good, but, but in, with Adam and Eve, they decided that they wanted to live life on their own. They wanted to live life apart from God. They, they wanted to say, you know something, God, you are not the boss of me. And as a result of that, here's the second move of the message, that the world was damaged by sin and evil. Say that with me, damaged by sin and evil. First of all, the world was what? Okay, say it with me. Designed for good. Now, I need, um, I need several individuals, um, several other kids to come up. All right, several other kids. Okay, come on. I need a big kid too now. All right, okay, we're good. We're good. We'll walk. All right. 
No, no, no. Come on. I need, um, I need four kids. All right, I knew that I would get six. <laughs> this is what happens when you don't pre-plan this stuff, all right? All right, if y'all can come over here. Come over here. Okay, come over here. Come over. Come over some more. Come over a little bit more. Come over. Okay, very good. All right, so... So this is, the world was damaged by evil. Now, Walt, because you're one of the bigger ones, I'm going to need you to do something for me. Everybody, y'all have time for this, right? All right, all right. Just until next year. I promise the ball will not drop before I'm finished, all right? All right. All right, the world was damaged by evil. All right, so this is, okay, this is what, okay. All right, well, just, yes. So, all right, I don't, listen, I do not want you to use all your strength, all right? I know you are strong, but I don't want you to use all your strength. Okay, so the world was designed for good, and the world was damaged by evil. All right, so what I want you to do, I want you to just, I want you to break the cups. Okay, you can be a little bit more, you can have a little bit more strength. Oh, okay, a little bit more. It's, you have my permission. All right, okay, you can, you can damage it some more. Okay, okay, see that? All right, so hold that. Damage by evil. So now what I want you to do, I want you all to stand back to back. Like now... You are fa- you're not facing each other like them. You are actually like, like you're angry with each other. You're not truly angry with each other, but that's the idea, that you're not facing each other. All right? All right, so I want you to stand pointing to yourself. Yeah, just point to yourself like this. Yes, because when the world was damaged by evil, it became all about us wasn't about God. It was all about me. Say, me, me, me. Me, me, me. Yeah, see, exactly. <laughs> me, me, me. And the truth is, that's all of our lives. That's all of our lives in our marriages. That's all of our lives in our work. That's all of our lives wherever we go. It really is about me, me, me. Until the Spirit of God gets a hold of our lives. It's about me. So keep, keep pointing at yourself. And now, what I want you to do, even though I want you, the two of you, I want you to hold your fists up like this at God. Not, not with each other, but at God. Kind of look up like this. So it's kind of like you are, are you all sisters? Okay. All right. Very good. Oh, all three of you are together. 
Okay, all right. Thank you for explaining that to me. All right. So you're, you're, you're kind of like, I don't want a relationship with God. Okay, that's kind of that, your idea. All right, because beginning the world was designed for good. And then damaged by evil and sin. All right? So you're going to have to move over this way because we need a little bit more space, a little bit more room. Designed by good, designed for good, damaged by evil and sin, but God didn't leave us that way. He actually did something to restore us back to, to the very beginning. And so I'm going to need, uh, I'm going to need, again, another, I'm going to need three kids, all right, just three kids this time. Three kids. I see one coming here. I see one here. And uh, all right. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. All right. All right. So this is what I want you to do. I want you to hold this. I want you to hold it up. Hold it up. Okay. Come up, come up a little bit. And so what I want you all to do, I want you to make a circle around her. Okay, make a circle and hold hands. Hold hands making a circle around her. All right, come on, you can, come on. Did someone make you come up here? Okay, all right, all right, you're good, you're good. You're good. All right, hold hands. We're going to get your dad. We're going to get him, all right. <laughs> all right, so let's talk about the big story. The, part of the first part of the big story is the world was? Everybody say it with me. What? And then it was? Dam damaged by evil and sin. And the world, thirdly, it was restored for better. It was restored for better. It was restored for better. So you have... Designed for good, damaged by evil and sin. And uh, damaged by evil and sin is, I'm just going to give you, uh, it says in the passage, verses three, uh, chapter 3, verses 1 through 7. But I'm just going to read verses, I'm just going to read verse 23. It says, therefore the Lord sent him out, talking about Adam and Eve, from the Garden of Eden to work the ground from which he was taken. So Adam and Eve broke God's heart, and so he sent them away. And so we have this, okay. You got the hammer. Where's the hammer? Okay, damaged by evil, and you all are back-to-back. Stay back-to-back. You're pointing to yourself. All right, yes, right. You all are doing great. All right, very good. And then God sent his son, Jesus. We just celebrated the birth of Jesus. And Jesus lived a perfect life, and he died on the cross. This is a very familiar passage. You all know this passage, and it's um, John 3.16. John 3.16, this is the, my friends, this is the big story. This is how we tell the story of what we believe and why we believe it. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 2, no, chapter 5, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, this is what it says. Hang in there with me. We're almost done. Chapter 5, 
verse 21. And this is what it says. For our sake he made him to be sin, talking about Jesus, who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So everyone who believes in Jesus and everyone who repents of their sin, turning away from their sin and turning to God, he says, I am restoring you for better. I am restoring you to a relationship with my heavenly father. So this is the idea that Jesus came and he came not to just um, cause us to go to church. He actually came so that we might have a relationship with our heavenly father. He's restoring all the brokenness with the cross. He's restoring all the stuff that we see in the world. And and from the very beginning, he's meant to bless the world through you and me. So everyone in this circle who trusts Jesus, they have now become the righteousness of God so that we can go out into the world. So let's review the big story. The first part of the story, when God created the world, he what? He... But something happened. It was. And then thirdly, Jesus comes and he's doing what? For better. Here's the last move of this, move of this big story. All right, so I'm going to have you all move just a tad bit this way. Just a tad bit this way. I'm going to have you all move this way just a bit. All right, a little bit more. Very good. You're good. Okay, very good. All right, I'm going to need. I don't know how many kids I'm going to need. All right. I really do need four kids this time. Somebody beat me to the punch. They already, mom and pops already sending them down. All right, we got four. We got four. All right, we have four. (laughs) We have five. All right. All right, let's go to, we got seven now. All right, all right. Come on, you come on. I love your glasses. All right, so designed for good, damaged by evil, restored for better through the cross. And then the last group, the last part of the story Sent together to heal. We are sent into the world together to heal. We're not, sit, we're not sent to just sit. We're not sent just to come to a place. We are actually sent. Every time you come to this place, it is hopefully to be encouraged to go back out to be a healing force with the gospel. All right, so... All right, all right, so this is a stethoscope sent to heal. First aid kit. This is an empty medicine box, so, all right, Tussin. All right. Okay, I'm going to give you this because, all right, put your arms in there. Doctor, all right, cool. 
got way too many people up here. All right. Can both of you all fit in this? All right. Put your arms through there. You're not going to fit this, but we're going to put you in anyway, all right? <laughs> Hold on to my shirt. All right, there we go. All right. <laughs> all right, just hold on right there. All right. <laughs> We're sent into the world to heal. So, this is the big story, you all. This is the story we're armed with literally every day. If anybody ever asks you, why is the world the way it is? The world is broken. The world is absolutely broken. It's messed up. It's filled with war and divorce and all of these things. You can actually tell them. There's an, the reason you're asking that question because there's an ache inside of you, and the ache is actually coming from a place where the world was designed for good. That's the way God designed the world. He designed it in such a way where you and I were connected with him. You're supposed to be praying. There it is. All right. <laughs> where we're together, connected, where the world is designed environmentally, we are responsible for that. It was designed for good from the very beginning. So all of the, the pain in relationships, it was never meant to be that way. And then you can let them know it was broken and damaged by evil and sin. And we have the results. We have the receipts of that. And, and part of the reason is that we are the ones that are breaking the world. We're breaking the world with sin. We're breaking the world with selfishness and pride. And so it was never meant to be that way. You can let them know the world was designed to, or it was designed to be good but damaged by evil. But God didn't leave us that way. He didn't leave us that way. He brought his son and his son came and lived a perfect life. And not only did he live a perfect life, he died an effective death on the cross so that everyone who believes in him will have everlasting life. But we are not designed to keep it just in our circle. We're designed to take this good news and we're designed as healers into the world. So your friends and your, your friends who have broken marriages and your mar not saying that your marriage is perfect, but as a follower of Jesus, you can actually be a healing source to them. For, for a worker, for someone at your job who's dealing with anxiety and worry, you and I can take the gospel of Jesus and say, this is what it means to be a part of God's family. You and I are designed to go into the world as healers by the power of the Spirit of God. Not on our own, but by the power of the Spirit of God. So let's review, and I want you to say it with me together. Let's review the big story. The big story um, 
the very beginning was, <laughs> thank you, the world was, let's say it again, but then the world was, yeah, and then it was, and then sent together to heal. That's the big story. That's the big story that you and I have an opportunity to share with everyone in our world. Let's hear it for our great participants. Thank you all. Thank you. You, can, you, all, can, you all can go off stage now. You, you want to keep the plant? Okay, you can keep the plant. All right. Okay, all right, look, you can give me my hammer back. Okay, what's your question, Walter? What are you going to do with the cups in the back? I'll throw them away. All right. Thank you all. I'll later. All right, thank you all. You, let me have that back. Let's give them one more hand. Okay, you all can, you, you can, okay, you're going to come this way. You all can, now I can't get them off the stage. I'll take that back. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, so. So let's see if we can do it without them being here, okay? There's an ache inside of everyone. I, see, I honestly believe there's an ache inside of every single person. You look at our world, and our world is broken and marred. That ache actually comes from something deep inside. That ache for something better actually comes from something that God has placed inside of us. God has placed eternity in our hearts. And the reason we feel that way is because the first, the world was what? Designed for good. That's the way God created the world. Adam and Eve decided to do life on their own. And as a result of them doing life on their own, the world was damaged by evil and sin. God didn't leave us that way, though. From the very beginning, from the very beginning of Genesis on through when Jesus came, he says, I am doing something. And Jesus comes and what does he do? Restores it for better. Restores the world for better. And once everyone who believes and trusts and repents and follows Jesus, they are now what? Sent together to heal. Trinity Church, that's who we are. It's not enough for us to stay in this little circle. He sent us into the world as healing agents. Now, this is where I, I'll close uh, our time together. I want you to pull out, I want you to pull out the little, um, this little sheet here. 
this little this little sheet here, and this will in my time. So I, I, I want us to ask as a as a church, I want us to consistently ask the question, what kind of Christian have I been this week? What kind of Christian have I been this week? If this is the big story, and this big story is an amazing story, I think we all have to ask ourselves a question, what kind of Christian have I been this week? And I want you to hold on to this. The first one is, have I been a nice Christian? And uh, there's the cheat code at the bottom. A nice Christian is, I'm polite and empathetic, but I take very few risks to talk about Jesus. We have a lot of nice Christians in the world. But then we have the second uh, group is a passive bystander. Passive bystander, I am just going and getting through my day. I am unintentionally self-focused. I'm just a passive passive bystander. I'm not talking to people about Jesus. I'm focused on me, me, me. And then thirdly, am I an argumentative Christian? You know, I boldly represent Jesus and his truth. But I can offend others and be judgmental. So there are a lot of Christians in our world, nobody wants to be around them because they're judgy and they're hateful. It's almost an oxymoron, it's oxymoronic, a Christian that is hateful. So you can be bold, but you can be offensive. You can be bold, but you can be judgy. And then finally, the courageous witness I look for where God is at work in my circles of influence, and I lovingly take risks to point them to Jesus. So I I think it's important that we ask this question every day of our lives. What kind of Christian, or at the end of our week, what kind of Christian have I been this week? And I think that as we ask that question, holding up a mirror being self-reflective and self-aware, I think God, I think we'll begin to see more open, open doors that we might have an opportunity to talk to people about Jesus. So the big story is what God has given us. The world was designed for good, damaged by evil, restored for better, and we are sent together to heal. That's the reason I think this little sheet is very important to us. Ask ourselves daily, am I witnessing, am I representing Jesus in a good way? All right, so we're going we're gonna to worship together. That's, that's, that's all I have. We're going to celebrate the goodness of God in our lives, but also celebrate the goodness of God in the lives of the people that he is, I believe, that he is going to lead us to this year to share the good news, to share the big story of the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. Amen? All right.
So how many of you know that God has been good? Well, um, one of the things that we we would love to do, uh, I think the auditorium hosts, they're going to now, uh, they're going to pass out some little party, the little blowers, and and it makes a big difference. I'm going to read a passage to remind us of, um, of something that we said all this uh, this month. Uh, but they, they're going to do that. But uh, while they're doing that, um, if you're able to stay after, uh, we invite you to uh, stay after for the, the, the ball drop for the noon uh, year uh, eve, or noon, how, how do we say it? Noon eve, noon year's eve. And um, it's an opportunity for us to be together, and it's an opportunity for us to um, to at least at the halfway point of the day, um, to remind one another of the the goodness the goodness of God. Also, in the in the uh, in the atrium, uh, there's a you'll see a yellow sheet like this, and it is an opportunity for those of you. Katie mentioned earlier, um, this is a time to reflect, but it's also time a time to look ahead. And, uh, and we put together just kind of a little sheet reflecting on 2023, but also looking ahead to 2024. There are a number of questions that you can answer uh, as, you, uh, as you prepare to walk into the, uh, to the next year. Um, are, we, are we getting there? All right. So we we um, when we um, a couple of a couple of weeks ago, we looked at the resurrection of Jesus, and um, and it says now on the first day of the week Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early while it was still dark, and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and other disciples, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, "They have taken the Lord out of the tomb." And we do not know where they have laid him. So Peter went out with the other disciples, and they were going uh, going toward the tomb. Both of them were running together, but the other disciples outran Peter and, (laughs) thank you, and reached the tomb first. And and then Jesus, uh, and and stooping uh, to look inside, he saw the linen cloths lying there 
but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came following him and went into the tomb. And the, uh, and the face cloth, which had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen cloths, but folded up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple whom uh, had reached the tomb first also went in, and he saw and believed. All right, okay. <laughs> and uh, verse 19, on the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being looked, being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came, I, I asked for this, I really did, <laughs> and said to them, peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, peace be with you as the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. And then he says, if you forgive sins of, uh, of any, they are forgiven. If you withhold forgiveness from any, it is withheld. And so... We said that in order for us to be sent, in order for us to do what God has called us to do, we need the breath of God. We need the Spirit of God. And not only I want you to think about these, can I have one of those, please? Since everybody else is blowing one, so. Um, it, is, it is an opportunity for us to re be reminded that it is the breath of God, the Spirit of God, that empowers us, not only empowers us to share this good news, but empowers us to have the joy that these little things uh, represent as well. And so, so as we get ready to go out and kind of hang out in the atrium before we, um, before we do that, I want everyone to put your blowers in your mouth. All right, hold on, wait a minute. I have lost control. Okay, hold on, wait a minute. Okay, can you, can you stop for a minute? <laughs> All right, seriously, 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 seriously. Seriously, seriously, can you just stop for a minute? If... If you, are an, if, you, if you are not churched, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, I promise you we are normal, okay? We are, we are normal. We really are. And then if you have someone, if you have a prayer request, um, someone to pray with you, our prayer team, elders and deacons will be up front to pray with you as well. So as the Father has sent, uh, sent Jesus said, as the Father has sent him, he is now sending us. And so on the count of three, yes, we can blow, and, uh, and that will be the end of our service, all right? One, two, three. Let me, let me pray for us. Let me pray for us. Let me, let me pray for us. So, Father, Father, thank you. Thank you for sending us. Thank you for the big story. 
You created and designed the world to be good. It was damaged by evil. You restored it for better. And now you're sending us in the world to heal. To heal with the gospel. To heal with your kingdom presence. Thank you for this church. Thank you for all that you've done and all that you've accomplished in us this year. And we look forward to your faithfulness in 2024. We bless you and honor you. Pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Happy New Year.